Namaste. People have an impression that yoga is something that keeps moving in a straight line. There is a continuous ascension. Once we take to spiritual life, it is just just like we climb a stair from one to second to third to fourth. We keep climbing. But uh, it is not true. It is not true because the movement of ascension is, is like everything else, a spiral or a circular movement. There is one part which opens and there are other parts which are closed but getting ready and there are still others that resist. So beyond the point, the ascension cannot take place till the other parts also become ready. So the consciousness fluctuates between uh, that part which is open. So there is a beautiful experience and then there are other parts towards which we have to return. There is a working that goes on in them and then again we ascend. Now this next ascension is a step higher than the previous one. But again we cannot go beyond a point because there are parts of nature which are not ready. So we have to come down, there is a working and then again we ascend to a still higher level. This is what we see in the spiral of evolution of the Chatur Yugas. From Satyug we have uh, Treta, then Dwapar, then Kali. But from Kali we go to a higher Satyug, not to the same old Satyug. Nor do we go through back through Dwapar, Treta and Satyug. But there is an ascension. So in each age of mankind, there is a part on which things are worked upon. In Satyug there is the soul, the spiritual element which is very prominent. But in Treta there is the intellectual element. In Dwapar there is the heroic age, the vital element and in Kaliyug it is the physical element. But once in a cycle the working has gone on, there is a next ascension. So this is how these spirals of evolution take place. So even in Pralaya everything is not destroyed, the essence is carried on and that's what happens from life to life. Now in yoga this carries, this happens at a very, it's a evolution fast forward, concentrated evolution. But the process is the same, it's like a waveform movement. And the Vedic Rishis knew it. That's why they speak about uh, the periods of night when they are waiting for the dawn. And then the dawn comes and they greet it. Then again there is the night. So they speak about the day and night. And at one point they speak about there comes a time when even the night and day both suckle the divine child. So uh, there are periods when we are beautifully ascending. Everything is beautiful. Very often, in fact, the mother reminds us that when there is a tremendous aspiration, uh, very soon we'll see some part which is weak, we have missed out, which is imperfect, that pulls us back. Uh, basically, we feel, oh, I had such a good aspiration, why did I lose it? Uh, even during daytime, we see the fluctuation between morning and night. But actually, we have not lost. That has gone into the background. And there is a reminder that, look here. I also want to participate in it. It's like children that when parents are going, you know, old time, now things are changed. Old time Indian families, husband is moving ahead. Behind it, there is the wife carrying one child in hand and another in, uh, one child in the lap, another holding hand and a third child who is behind or fourth child still behind. And now when the father is moving ahead, he cannot keep walking, leaving everybody. He has to stop after a while. Others have to catch up. When he sees a beautiful sight, he has to wait for others to catch up. Now, of course, things are different, which is an indicator of the new age. That now children are ahead and parents have to say, stop, stop, don't run so far. Because now the psychic is taking a lead. It's a symbolic thing. But this is how, uh, and earlier the father, it's the mind taking the lead. That's how symbolically I look at it. But basically in sadhana, there is the up and down which everybody has to go through. And Shobindo describes this beautifully in Savitri 
on page 34-35 where he speaks about even his godlike strength to rise must fall. And he gives a very beautiful reason because otherwise the soul will just realize the divine, breaking free from everything else. But all the parts of nature which also want to participate in the realization, they will be uh, left uh, just like that and the universe will, the earth will sink back frustrated. So, because it's an integral yoga and in fact all life is integral, movement of yoga also must be integral. That is why these ups and downs. Now in Savitri it is described beautifully, this too the supreme diplomat can use. He makes our fall a means to greater rise. He comes unseen into our darker parts and hidden by the darkness does his work till they do feel the need for light and change. So this process the mother describes in this uh, short and beautiful prayer. It's April 20th, 1914. See, uh, we think, oh, everything, uh, they are the divine, they would not have any human difficulty, they are just constantly moving forward. This is not true. If they have this, then they would not be, uh, really they cannot guide us because how will they know what human beings go through? Dilip Kumar Roy, when he asked uh, Shirobindo uh, or somebody else that, you know, I go through these phases of depression. Shirobindo says, even I had to go through these. There, were, there was a period when for six months I couldn't do anything. So, it is something which comes to everyone and that is how we get the confidence in the leading. And that, yes, if this is how it has to be done, she is telling us the attitude when these uh, downward movements come, what is to be done. Uh, April 20th, 1914. After I had hoped so much, after I had come to believe that my outer being was at last to become an instrument adapted to thy ends. Now here she is talking of the outer being because inner being she has gone through those states and finally the inner being has been made fully ready to and organized around the psychic, the divine presence within. But the main difficulty is with the outer nature. Outer nature, which is a bundle of habits, manners, outer things, it's badly connected to the bodily self. It is where the whole seat of problem lies. So, she says, speaking of the outer being. So, suddenly she feels that after, you know, feeling that the outer instrument has been now adapted, after the hope had come of being delivered at last from this ego, again, the ego of the outermost being, the physical being. So cumbersome and obscure, I feel as far from the goal as before, as ignorant, as egoistic as I was before this great expectation. So precisely because she is aspiring, she goes into that state, no, no, there is a part which is not ready. Much later she would tell us all this in her conversations, in Question answers that yes, everybody goes through it and you have to only persevere and endure and the victory will come. This she has to apply millions of times when she is doing the yoga of the cells because each cell she has to deal with this problem. But right now she is dealing with the just the external consciousness. And once more the way rolls out interminable across the fields of inconscience. So she sees that this outer being is completely under the grip of inconscience as it were. The sublime door is again closed 
and again i find myself on the threshold of the sanctuary without any power to enter so it is like somebody who has kept his inner house within the house very clean see very often we see this unfortunate uh, thing in um, in certain households that people keep their house clean but they dump all the kachra outside all the waste they dump outside somebody else will clean it but it is not enough we have to also clean the courtyard we have to also clean the outside of the house somebody has to take that lead so this is where uh, she is projected out and we are all we all experience this after realizing the psychic again we come out there is a time when the door is shut we are as if uh, shut out and there is a purpose because we are shown look here there is so much dirt outside you have tried to clean inside but you have only thrown it outside and it keeps coming back again and again from the environmental consciousness shurbindo says when you reject something from the mind and thoughts it goes into the heart and passions when you reject it from the heart and passions and the vital it goes into the physical when you reject it into the from the physical it goes into the subconscious and in the environmental consciousness with a tendency to come back and when it comes back it seems like it has once again collapsed everything but actually everything is not collapsed only uh, our central part it keeps coming up and down to see what is not yet done there is a little change which takes place again and again so she says once more the way rolls like that the sublime door is again closed and again i find myself on the threshold of the sanctuary without any power to enter she has been made to step out later on when all this is changed she knows how to shut the psychic and work in the outer field but this is how she wants to enter and she finds herself locked out as it were but i have learned to regard everything smilingly with a tranquil heart so important thing is never to despair never to get depressed never to feel oh i lost this i lost that oh what wrong have i done or to feel guilty all these movements are contrary to yoga and yoga is done by a glad and smiling heart most importantly these show a lack of trust so mother says that when we give too much importance to our defects that means we actually lack trust in the grace because there is nothing which is impossible for the grace so instead of that movement that oh i am such a bad person horrible person full of defects we must just keep that faith in the grace and learn to wait patiently and whatever else we have to do she will reveal to us but first thing is we have to regard everything smilingly with a tranquil heart how does this smile and tranquility come when we have trust in the divine and the grace only i ask thee what we must aspire for oh my divine master not to let me commit errors even if the inconscient is condemned again for a time to inconscience even if the instrument is condemned again for a time to inconscience grant that it may faithfully and docilely let itself be guided by thy divine law so the instrument is in a state of dullness the outer consciousness that psychic feeling has gone the touch is gone it is full of dullness as if it is not capable but even then it must be used by thee it should not because that is the time when one can fall into even more stupid errors and those stupid errors are number 1 guilt number 2 depression number 3 despair number 4 boredom and as a result of it seeking for artificial pleasure and all such things so she is saying let me not enter into that but 
you use this instrument even though it is not yet fully in a perfect state. Even if we can take an example, the sword is yet not fully, the blade is not yet fully sharp. It's not yet shining. Still you use it in whatever way you want to use it. Let it not be misused or mishandled. I salute thee, O Lord, with a profound and pure devotion. Oh, be the sovereign master of all hearts. So she is not never letting faith, trust, confidence, smiling confidence of a child and devotion ever be overtaken by any state. This is what we have to learn. Whatever be the conditions, situation, circumstances, outwardly and inwardly, we have to keep remembering the divine and call him wherever we are and pray and aspire that he may use even this condition for his um, uh, usefulness, for his incalculable purposes. So it's a beautiful uh, prayer, a revelation, shows us the way. April 20th, 1914 After I had hoped so much After I had come to believe That my outer being was at last To become an instrument Adapted to thy ends After the hope had come Of being delivered at last From this ego So cumbersome and obscure I feel as far from the goal as before. As ignorant, as egoistic, as I was before this great expectation. And once more the way rolls out, interminable across the fields of inconscience. This sublime door is again closed. And again I find myself on the threshold of the sanctuary without any power to enter. But I have learned to regard everything smilingly with a tranquil heart. Only I ask thee, O my divine master, not to let me commit errors even if the instrument is condemned again for a time to inconscience, grant that it may faithfully and docilely let itself be guided by thy divine law. I salute thee, O Lord, with a profound and pure devotion. Oh, be the sovereign master of all hearts. Namaste.